Tis the season and tis the final show of y'all for 2018. Hello, welcome to this program all about the southern states. I'm John Rawl, and yes, we are wrapping things up here today. Our final original production for the entire year, and this being our debut year. We started the y'all show back in June, June 18th to be specific, and now we've cranked out, I think, about 125 episodes or something like that. If you want to check out any of our past y'all episodes, simply go to y'all.com and you'll see the archives. Uh, click there and it's a free download. We've had incredible guests all year. want to thank all of our guests. want to thank all of our listeners and all of the fun that we've had bringing the South its first original two-hour show all about itself. So thank you all. And of course, our affiliates want to thank them and everybody else that listens to the show or helps the show in any way, shape, or form. Thank you, thank you, and thank y'all. <laughs> Coming up on today's Y'all Show in the next segment, we've got our final installment of General Gridiron Field Marshal of Football Forecasting. And the General has the Big Bowl picks coming up. If you want to know who's going to win the Sugar Bowl, Georgia and Texas, if you want to know who's going to win any of the college playoff semifinals, Alabama and Oklahoma, Clemson, Notre Dame, who's going to win the Natty? General Gridiron tells you. So that is coming up in the next segment, plus a few other news and notes from the world of college football. That's in the next segment. When we wrap up this hour, we're going to rewind actually just back to yesterday on the show when Stephen Ushery joined us from Memphis. He's the host of Book Talk, which is a show that airs locally in Memphis, but syndicated across the country. And it's a show all about authors and books. And Stephen's going to tell us some wonderful Southern books for you to consider buying or buying for a friend here as we get close to Christmas. And we're running out of time. You might want to do that today if you want to do that. But yes, Stephen Usry, our special guest in our Friday Rewind back to yesterday when he came on the show and, and did an incredible job. We had about a 25-minute interview that was on the Thursday edition. We're only going to play a portion of that today. So again, a reminder, go to our website, y'all.com, and you'll find our archives there under the Y'all Show link. And you can listen to that show in its entirety from Thursday. But we're going to have a little sample, a little Christmas gift come early for you later this hour. When we flip over to hour two, we're going to get the fun started with our Friday free for y'all. Of course, we start things off as we do each Friday with David Lee Murphy's party crowd. But boy, we got a little surprise. We're going to change things up for the Yuletide. We're going to have a David Lee Murphy themed Christmas song as our second song in our Friday Free for Y'all, our montage of great, great music. And then, as well, I have been very serving throughout this year. I have let y'all tell me what to play. Well, as a, the one time I have all week to kind of play the role of DJ on the show, on our second hour on Friday at the start of it, I'm going to play what I want to play, Okay. And I'm going to give a guy who I absolutely admire and think he's awesome his proper respect. And that would be Steve Warner. Steve Warner, a country music hit maker going all the way back to the, around 1980 and still is very active as a member of the Grand Ole Opry. Steve Warner is my favorite artist. And I have not played a Steve Warner song in the history of the Y'all Show. And we're going to change that today in hour two. And we're actually going to play two Steve Warner Christmas songs for you that are incredible. So stay tuned for Steve Warner and a, a little something you may not know about Steve Warner that has to do with the holiday. 
when we get to hour two of today's show. Then we'll have hashtag HuddleBlue, and we're going to do something special with that today. We're actually going to pay tribute to all of those lost in 2018 from the South. We've had some major singing celebrities. We've had a president of the United States, President George H.W. Bush, die in the year 2018, who, of course, lived in Houston, buried in College Station now, and more. We really, actors, Burt Reynolds, we lost him in 2018. We're going to pay tribute to our Southerners who've died in the year 2018 when we get to the hashtag Hullabaloo part of our show today. And then we'll wrap things up with a look at movies, both this weekend that are opening up and what's coming up around Christmas. As Christmas is a big time for new movie releases. We'll tell you some of those movies, and then we'll wrap things up with a look at Sunday's NFL lineup. All that, and of course, we close shop with From Dixie with Love. Yeah, we're still going to play that. It, it may not be a Christmas song, but it's a Southern song, and that's what we like here on the Y'all Show. Our text account, if you want to call us, 803-816-1170, 803-816-1170. And we've already told you our website, y'all.com. We also are on Twitter, at Y'all Show. Please, any of those ways, we want to hear from you, and we want you to... Let us know what you got going on for the holidays. We genuinely care about our y'all nation here. The y'all nation. I like that on the program. We start off with a look at headlines from across Dixie and sad news coming from the Peach State as an officer in DeKalb County was shot and killed during a traffic stop on Thursday and his canine critically wounded. This happened in DeKalb, which is just to the east really only five miles from downtown Atlanta is where you run into DeKalb County. Decatur is the county seat. This happened following a traffic stop. The suspect fled, shot the pursuing DeKalb County officer and hid behind a business. And then the suspect shot the police canine, prompting officers to shoot and kill the suspect. That from DeKalb County, Georgia, Governor-elect Brian Kemp tweeted his condolences to the unnamed officer. We are forever grateful for his service and sacrifice. Our prayers are with those who mourn. GBI is investigating this officer death in DeKalb County, Georgia. Just down the road from DeKalb County is the home of Dr. Martin Luther King, the childhood home of MLK, and it's going to have a new owner, and that owner would be the federal government as they're buying Martin Luther King Jr.'s childhood home for nearly $2 million. And the King Center would not confirm the price of the sale, but sources tell us that the home sold for one point nine million dollars earlier this year president trump signed the martin luther king jr national historical park act of 2017 which designated king's home as a national historic park and expanded the boundaries to include the prince hall masonic temple where king's group the southern christian leadership conference was once headquartered so if you want to go to that museum just downtown atlanta kind of toward the east i think from the state capitol you can now Add this perhaps to the list of attractions, the childhood home of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in downtown Atlanta. Hey, a lot of people may go there to that museum in the next few days over the Christmas holidays, or they might be going to other museums or just going to see family or whatever you've got up your sleeve for the holidays. Triple A predicts tons of travelers, as you might expect, over the holiday period, which begins next Saturday, December 22nd, and runs through the January 1st. Tuesday, January 1st is the holiday period for this year. AAA projects over 112 million travelers will drive, fly, or take trains during this holiday period, and that's going to be a 4.4% more 
increase than from last year of holiday travelers. Just looking at one state alone, an industry group in the Lone Star state of Texas says nearly 9.1 million Texans will travel during the upcoming holiday season. And that's an increase there in Texas too. But yes, I'm guilty of traveling. I'm sure most of you listening to me right now are going to be going somewhere. It, It might be down to grandma's house, but you're going to be going somewhere for Christmas or New Year's and drive safe. That's the point. There's going to be so many people on the road out all over the country via plane, train, or automobile. Be safe out there. But gosh, there are a lot of people on the move. Even Santa Claus will be, I guess, listed as a holiday traveler when it's all said and done. Cheatham County, Tennessee, just to the west of Nashville. Three people died Thursday after police say they had a high-speed crash. Cheatham County Sheriff Mike Breedlove said that the single vehicle accident on Highway 12 happened Thursday morning. He said the vehicle had come from Clarksville, Tennessee, and was traveling at a high rate of speed when it went off the road. The The sheriff's office and the THP are investigating the crash. Authorities declined to release further information because the police were still notifying next of kin. But that there in Cheatham County, three dead after they crashed at a high speed. Now, let's talk stadiums, if you don't mind. And the big project going on in Birmingham, Alabama, is a new football stadium in downtown downtown Birmingham for the UAB Blazers. A bowl-bound UAB Blazer bunch will not too long from now, have a brand new football stadium. And on Thursday, the project right at the Birmingham Jefferson Civic Center, it was renderings were unveiled. And so people are now seeing what it's going to look like. And this is going to be a $174 million open air stadium that will be constructed in downtown Birmingham. And it's going to be an amazing 55,000 seat stadium. And it's going to be right at the border of Richard Arrington Jr. Boulevard and 12th Avenue and will be the home of UAB Blazer football and a bunch of other things that Birmingham has planned for it. I assume they'll move the bowl that's in the city of Birmingham to this new structure upon its completion. Construction isn't actually set to start until spring or early summer 2019. The stadium is expected to be complete in mid-2021, just in time for the World Games 2021. I assume that's got to do with soccer and Blazer football for the year 2021. So congratulations to UAB. Looks like they will actually have a new stadium. Although not on campus, this will be downtown on the north end of downtown, not down where UAB is located. But Blazer fans going to have a nice stadium. I guess it'll be the nicest, newest, nicest stadium in a state that loves their football. Now, in Tennessee, in Nashville, Bridgestone Arena, where the Predators play, and Nissan Stadium, where the Titans play, have been ranked among the worst in all of North America for health violations. A report came out from ESPN Thursday, which ranks both of these arenas among the 15 worst sports facilities in North America for health violations. And this is out of 111 facilities. The uh, survey went around collecting food safety inspections report, and Bridgestone Arena ranks 15th worst with 35 high-level violations. Most common violations, meat storage, flying insects, and beef storage. And Nissan Stadium, 13th worst with 98 high-level violations. Most common here, toxins near chicken, 
Raw egg storage and sweaty cook after an inspector reported seeing a gentleman sweating over a fry basket back in 2016. So, if you love the Nashville professional teams, Predators, or Titans, and you're going to a game in Nashville, BYOF, bring your own food, it sounds like. The facility with the fewest violations in the country was Oracle Arena in Oakland. The facility with the highest number of violations? Ooh, Charlotte Hornets fans of the NBA, you better not be happy about this. Spectrum Arena in downtown, or as they say, uptown Charlotte, North Carolina, the worst violator of these violations for food. BYOF, probably not a bad idea. And hey, have you been to a professional sporting event and ordered food lately? I did this. I went to a Braves game over Labor Day weekend. First time I'd been to SunTrust Park. And food was like four times higher than it really ought to be. And and I'm when I say it ought to be, I'm I'm saying a a little bit higher than cheap. Okay, would be standard standard. So, well, ha- hamburger probably should cost somewhere around three or four dollars at an average restaurant. Okay, at a professional sporting event, you're going to pay about ten to twelve bucks for a, the same hamburger. So I don't I don't know where the money's going and how these stadiums could be failing like they seem to be failing on these health res- health inspections. That's unacceptable, especially with the rate they charge at so many professional events. And I think college venues are just as guilty, but maybe not quite as guilty. It's it's an expensive thing. If you go to a look, I went to a Braves game. I spent ten dollars on the ticket to get in the stadium. Someone outside sold me a good ticket price, I guess. So that's that's reasonable. That was nice. But if you want a drink or food, you're going to shell out 25 or 30 bucks. And then parking, I think I paid around 20 for that. So it's not a inexpensive thing to go to a professional sporting event. But sometimes you can get the ticket cheap, but everything else is a ripoff, in my humble opinion. The Marine Corps says they're going to have to spend $3.6 billion for storm repairs at their North Carolina base, Camp Lejeune. This follows Hurricane Florence, and this storm that came through back in September caused a lot of erosion, and there's a beach there that the Marines train on, and it was washed away by Hurricane Florence, and now bulldozers and other equipment have been bringing in sand to rebuild a portion of Onslow Beach so that the Marine Corps could practice moving on and off landing craft and get certified for their deployment, and the ocean swept away all that sand before, and now they got to do it back, but Marine leaders are saying it will cost nearly $4 billion to repair the extensive damage at Camp Lejeune. We wish them the well, simplify Marines, and with all the money that President Trump and the Republicans have coming to the military, I assume they will have the money to repair all this. But yes, Hurricane Florence, big-time problem there at Camp Lejeune. And don't forget, Hurricane Michael heavily damaged Tyndall Air Brace outside of Panama City. And we don't really know a price tag for that, but some say, including Tim Kane of Virginia, that that repair at Tyndall Air Force Base is going to be about a $5 billion repair there. And that thing just about wiped away Tyndall from what I heard. So the military getting hit big time by these hurricanes that we had here in Dixie over the course of hurricane season. How about this? There was a race for a city council in Hoxie, Arkansas, and... I have never seen this happen, but the city council race in Northeast Arkansas had to be decided 
by rolling the dice. As Cliff Farmer ran against incumbent Becky Lineball for the city council seat, and the election that they had ended in a tie in Hoxie. And so Farmer would have won, but he said he didn't vote for himself. So to break the tie, the candidates rolled dice yesterday, and Farmer rolled out a four. Lineball got a six to win re-election by the tightest possible margin. And Lineball will be certified as an alderman for Hoxie today in the Lawrence County Courthouse. How about that? I've never seen that done, rolling the dice to determine winner of a city council race in Northeast Arkansas. Pretty cool story. Maybe that's maybe that's how they should do every race. Wouldn't that be a lot easier and cheaper if that's the way elections were held? So that's an amicable way to do it. In Mississippi, a sex offender in Sardis, Mississippi, has been named Grand Marshal of the Sardis, Mississippi Christmas Parade. I don't think this is going to go over all that well in North Panola County, uh, Panola County in the northern section of that county in North Mississippi. And the community is definitely not happy. The Chamber of Commerce in Sardis has been putting on a Christmas parade for years, but they have chosen as Grand Marshal a person who, as I said, a sex offender. Jeesh, can't they do a simple background? Michael Serapin is the sex offender, and this parade's already been held. So this is a story that's already in the past. But yes, somebody maybe could have done a little bit more homework in Sardis before allowing that. Sardis, just between Batesville and Senatobia, if you're ever on Interstate 55 in North Mississippi. In Franklin, Louisiana, residents there are frustrated with a lack of bear-proof trash cans as black bears have been digging into receptacles and strewing garbage across lawns. And officials say they can't provide bear-proof cans until the year 2020. And these bears in St. Mary Parish have been an issue in neighborhoods for years. Of course, in Louisiana, they have something called the Louisiana black bear. And a resident there says that she checks daily to see if a bear has rummaged through her garbage and if she'd had to pick up her own and neighbor's trash from yards. Thankfully, some in St. Mary Parish already have bear-proof cans, but their bears are going crazy and all through trash cans there in North Louisiana in the town of Franklin in St. Mary Parish. How about Ron Howard? He's a guy who really doesn't fit in in the South, kind of a, I would say, a very liberal Hollywood type. Well, guess what? I didn't realize this. He was born in Oklahoma, and he's just come back to his Oklahoma hometown of Duncan, 75 miles southwest of Oklahoma City, for a visit. Pretty neat. His mother, who was a native, I think, of that town, wanted him to be born there. And so he was. And he says he's always felt a connection to the town and people of Duncan, Oklahoma. And Ron Howard, I didn't realize this, actually grew up a part of his life in Biloxi, Mississippi. And remembers that. He really never lived in Duncan except when he was born there. But he, his family later moved to California, where his father, Rance Howard, was an actor, and his mother also acted. And pretty neat story. I didn't realize this. Both of his parents appeared in Ron Howard's movies, Cocoon and Apollo 13. So Ron Howard, back in the South, probably for the first time in a long time, visiting Duncan, Oklahoma, and giving a shout-out to Biloxi, which is where he grew up part of his life before the Andy Griffith Show. Ron Howard. Pretty neat. And finally, in the Alabama peach country, an 89-year-old woman there has been put in jail over a messy appliance store. Odine 
Kleckler. Yes, I said it. She's 89 years old, and she's been trying to help her husband's used appliance business since he died a decade ago. But that's now landed her in jail and her son as well, as city officials arrested the pair for disobeying a court order to clean up Kleckler's appliance and parts, which is surrounded by hundreds of old stoves, refrigerators, washers, and dryers along a main road in Clanton, Alabama. And now friends are volunteering to help clean up around the store. But Kleckler said it's not that easy. But yes, her husband died in 2008 after decades in the appliance business in Clanton. Clanton just to the south of Birmingham, halfway between Birmingham and Montgomery. And this 89-year-old widow put it in the jail in Chilton County for having a messy appliance store. That's not very... That's not very Christian here. And the high, who who is the sheriff there? They must be Scrooge twenty eighteen in Clanton, Alabama. Well, that's a look at headlines. Hope you enjoyed those. We've got more coming up on the Y'all Show. We're going to talk about college football next. General Gridiron's coming up. Stay tuned. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com promo code 4646. Avant.com code 4646. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. When I have a cold sore, I want something that works. Purpose and L penetrates deep to treat your cold sore. And it's enriched with lysine, vitamins, and lemon balm for soothing relief. But even when I don't have a cold sore, I still want something that protects against a flare-up. Purpose and L protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold, including flare-ups from sun damage with its added SPF 30 protection. So it treats and protects. Works for me. And me too. Purpose and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Use as directed. This is the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent, our final show of 2018. Thank you all very much, and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you as well. John Rawl, your host, and it's time now for a little college football goings-on before we have General Gridiron. Hey, the quarterback of UCF has now had his fourth leg surgery, 
and he will travel to the Fiesta Bowl where UCF takes on LSU in a big New Year's Six matchup. UCF undefeated, but McKenzie Melton, he plans to travel to this game with his teammates. He's making good progress from that awful leg injury he had in that road contest at South Florida, and then UCF won the AAC championship against the Memphis Tigers and completed both the regular season and the conference championship game undefeated. But, yeah, he's underwent an ultrasound that was music to our hearts, according to his mother, after he had had a fourth surgery yesterday. We wish him all the best. Just a gruesome injury. But looks like maybe if things work out for him, he'll be back up and playing football perhaps sooner than later. Appalachian State from the Sunbelt Conference has hired NC State's offensive coordinator Eli Drinkwitz as their head coach. So the Mountaineers are going to have a new man in Boone. Of course, the former coach in Boone, Satterfield, left to go take over the Louisville Cardinals. But Drinkwitz is a 35-year-old coach and going to bring some youth and excitement to Boone as App State looks, I think, to go for their fourth Sunbelt title in about five or six years that they've been in FBS football. An amazing run that the Mountaineers have had. Appalachian State plays MTSU in the RL Carriers Bowl in New Orleans tomorrow. That's going to be a 9 Eastern, 8 Central kick on ESPN. We've got actually the whole lineup of bowls standing by. I'll tell you in a second for tomorrow if you want to see some games going on. Arkansas linebacker Demetrius Walker has been suspended among drugs and weapons charges in northwest Arkansas. In Washington County in Arkansas, booking records show that the 21-year-old player was arrested for delivery of marijuana, possession with intent to deliver, simultaneous possession of drugs and guns, and possession of drug paraphernalia. He was booked into jail Wednesday and has a hearing scheduled today. It's unclear if Demetrius Walker has a lawyer. The University of Arkansas said in a statement yesterday that Walker is suspended indefinitely and the school will monitor the case and cooperate with related legal and campus issues. According to Fayetteville Police, police found 95.8 grams of marijuana and 40 Xanax pills as well as an AR-15 rifle with a loaded magazine at Walker's residence. Walker's a sophomore, played in all 12 Razorback games this season and finished with 17 tackles. Demetrius Walker suspended indefinitely from the Razorbacks after these drug and weapons charges. All right, we're going to tell you about Saturday's bowl games. Yes, we're getting the bowl season started tomorrow. But up first here, before we go to those, let's go to the big bowl games that are going to happen at the end of December and on into January, including the playoff semifinal games and the national championship prediction of who that's going to be in the winter. And to do that, we welcome in our friend, the great General Gridiron. The Big Bowl Show has arrived. Shine them shoes and polish that brass. The final General Gridiron of 2018 has arrived. And we're going to have a frontal assault on the top bowl matchups of the season. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Welcome into the bunker of General Gridiron. Phil Marshall of Football Forecasting. We're about to map out the way this college football bowl season is going to go. Will your favorite team be marching to victory? Or will the enemy be taking your battle flag? On last week's show, we went through a list of teams suiting up in bowl games between now and December 27th. But when Friday the 28th of December arrives, 
you better grab your helmet and man those battle stations because those are the games that will be the ones to watch, including the national semifinals. So load up for another round of General Gridiron's football foretelling and the best bowls of the holiday season. Belk Bowl, South Carolina versus Virginia. The Gamecocks are raring and flaring and ready for the Cavaliers. This East Coast Bowl is going down at Cam Newton's crib, and let's hope it's as close as the Cavs' rivalry game meltdown in Blacksburg. Of course, they're probably hoping for a different ending this time. The Generals, Victor and Charlotte, the Hoos of Virginia. Citrus Bowl, Kentucky versus Penn State. Well, Cats, you've been double-blessed this year as far as sports go. As always, you're ranked in b-ball, and y'all shocked the SEC this year on the gridiron. The Nittany Lions also finished strong at the number 12 spot. Two cats with the same record. Sounds like a good old rumble in Orlando. As strong as Penn State is, they can't run like Benny Snell Jr. And the Generals' victor will be Kentucky. Peach Bowl, Florida versus Michigan. Everything is not peachy right now in Michigan. That embarrassing loss to the Buckeyes cost them their playoff opportunity (laughs) and their pride. Old Danny Mullins had a decent start to his Gator career with Mizzou as his only real hiccup. The most impressive part of the UF offense is the fact that QB Franks can still throw with that animal on his chin. But as good as they are, the Chompers defense can't hold a candle to the Yankee carnivores. The Generals, Victor, the Wild Wolverines of Michigan. Gator Bowl, NC State versus Texas A&M. Notice how most of these interesting bowls have an SEC team in them? Just an observation, y'all. Jimbo Fisher is going to have to make a statement against the Wolfpack in Jacksonville. Losing to another ACC team is tough in your first year. State has dominated most of their opponents this season, but those opponents ain't Bama or LSU, you feel me. The Aggies will have to fight, but Fisher is in the SEC to stay. The Generals, Victor, Texas A&M. Outback Bowl, Mississippi State versus Iowa. Outback, Outback where? Out back in Tampa, where the cowbells will be ringing. The Hawkeyes wrapped up the season okay, but they had a rough stretch that clipped their wings. Meanwhile, the Pound Puppies reclaimed their state and put the Aggies in their place. There's not much of a comparison, especially on the defensive end here. Whoever said that birds migrate south should have told the Hawkeyes to stay put. The Generals, Victor, Bully, and Mississippi State. The Fiesta Bowl. LSU versus UCF. Well, Golden Knights, you can only do so much. Even with an injured QB, you still kept that perfect record and pulled off one incredible comeback against Memphis. Coach O and the Tigers had a strong year too, showing off one ferocious defense. It's a shame no one but Bama had a shot at the West. Central Florida can beat big teams. They proved that. But the Swamp Cats are a big team with big talent. It's about time for the Knights to be knocked off their horse, and the Bengals are just the team to do it. The Generals, Victor, LSU. Now those were some mighty fine gridiron contests going on this bowl season, but I know y'all want to know who the Generals picking to win the 2018 College Football War. I'll tell you in a moment as General Gridiron continues with the big announcement. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. 
<sighs> Moving expenses? <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. When I have a cold sore, I want something that works. Purpose and L penetrates deep to treat your cold sore. And it's enriched with lysine, vitamins, and lemon balm for soothing relief. But even when I don't have a cold sore, I still want something that protects against a flare-up. Purpose and L protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold, including flare-ups from sun damage with its added SPF 30 protection. So it treats and protects. Works for me. And me too. Purpose and L. Works when you have a cold sore. Works when you don't. Uses directed. Hello there, soldiers. This is General Gridiron back with you. Each week, this fabulous football forecast is heard on some of the finest radio stations in all of the USA, including Madison, Florida, WMAF AM 1230, the classic country radio and the home of the Madison County Cowboys, and Fox Sports Arkansas, KWPS FM 99.7 in Hot Springs, Arkansas. We appreciate all of our radio affiliates. Now, let's get back into the Big Bowl football fight. The Rose Bowl game, Washington versus Ohio State. Every rose has its thorn, just like every season has its quitter. This year, it was Urban Meyer. Not really sure where any college football head coach goes after coaching at Ohio State, but then again, who would hire Meyer anyway? It'll be fun to see how his nuts will play for him now that they know he's headed for the door. The Huskies can handle the Buckeyes if they pass smart like they did the last two weeks of the season. The trick will be slowing the Ohio State University down, which is easier said than done. It'll be a close contest in little old Pasadena. The Generals, Victor, Ohio State. Sugar Bowl, Texas versus Georgia. There's nothing sweet about this bowl. In fact, both teams are probably pretty bitter after their conference championships. They were both that close. But this is football, not horseshoes. The dogs march up and down the field with one of the best running games in the country. And they've got arguably the best kicker in the country and certainly the best bespectacled footsman. The Longhorns have the passing advantage, but they haven't played teams with a secondary like UGA. The Generals, Victor, Georgia. College football playoff national semifinal, the Cotton Bowl. Clemson versus Notre Dame. Sure hope that field in Arlington is as soft as cotton for the Fighting Irish's sake. These two may both be undefeated, but Notre Dame has had much more close calls against much weaker opponents. Maybe they've just been saving their energy for the playoff, or maybe they're just lucky they aren't in a conference. The Tigers have a crazy defense, and QB Trevor Lawrence has all the time in the world to throw with an O-line like the Paw Patrol has. When you look at the playoff tree, there's one branch that's just not like the others. And it's those Catholics. The Generals, Victor, Clemson. And then the other college football playoff national semifinal, the Orange Bowl, 
Alabama versus Oklahoma. This'll settle the Heisman debate. Of course, there's more to a game than just the quarterbacks, but Tua and Kyler are who everyone is going to be paying attention to. Then again, who knows? It could be Jalen running out there against Boomer Sooner at any point. Oklahoma has an offense to rival the Tide, but those boys have no defense. I repeat, none. Their game scores look like a basketball game just about every week, and somebody's about to be slam dunked. The Generals' victor, thanks to a spectacular defense, the Alabama Crimson Tide. So that takes us to January 7th, 2019, the college football playoff national championship game in California, Alabama versus Clemson. Same old song and dance. It's safe to say America has had enough of this national championship duo. The thing is, in previous years, it's been up in the air, at least a little. This year, the capstone has shut out, shut down, and shut up just about every opponent. No one's felt bad about losing to a Crimson Tide bunch that can pass, run, and block on that level. South Carolina's Ag School has stopped everyone, but they ain't played Saban's boys yet, and notice they haven't said they want them out in Santa Clara. The Generals National Championship victor, Alabama gets championship number 18. Well, we've already looked at the 2018 bowl lineup's list of amazing contests. We'll be back in a moment to wrap up this season's General Gridiron. Stay with us. Hey guys, good news. The outrageously expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And Hems makes it extra affordable. Right now, get your first month supply for free. All you pay is just $5 for your medical consultation when you go to 4hems.com slash today. After that, it's just 30 bucks for a month's supply. Sure beats paying big bucks for just one blue pill, doesn't it? Plus, you won't need an awkward in-person doctor's appointment to get the prescription. Hems has doctors online who can prescribe the medication, and a pharmacy sends it right to your door. It's affordable, private, and incredibly easy. Nobody likes dealing with ED. Now, thanks to Hems, nobody has to. And that's really good news. To get your first order for just five bucks, you need to go to this exclusive address, forhims.com slash today. That's forhims.com slash today for your first month for just five bucks. Forhims.com slash today. See website for full details. Not all services through the Hims platform are available in all 50 states. Gold Bond salutes all you fixers out there. Fixers of wobbly chairs, squeaky stairs, and drippy faucets. Folks who can fix just about anything, except dry, cracked hands. Whoa, that's bad. Man. Say hello to Gold Bond Cracked Skin Cream. More than a lotion. It precisely fills, soothes, and protects rough, cracked fingers and knuckles. 91% said cracked skin felt smoother in one day. Yep, feeling good. Gold Bond Cracked Skin Cream. Find it at First Aid at Walgreens. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. This is General Grenard back with you. Thanks for listening to our lineup of great bowl games coming up in the next few weeks. We're all out of picks on this bowl edition part two. And that does it for the 2018 edition of General Gridiron. You can now put your swords back in their scabbards. We'll be back on the air the first week of September for the start of the 2019 college football season. Can't wait. 
This is John Raw, the General of Gridiron Glory, thanking you for letting me rally the troops this season. This show was written by Murray Lee. Great job all season, Murray. General Gridiron is a production of CRM Sports. For more, log on to crmsports.com. That'll be all, y'all. Well, Merry Christmas, General. Hope all the gifts come in that you're looking for, including the national championship prediction that you just made. We've got college football going on this weekend. In fact, there's a game on the FCS side tonight, a national semifinal in the FCS championship as the Jackrabbits of South Dakota State head north to North Dakota State for a game that's going to be televised 8 Eastern kick on ESPN2 tonight. And then the other FCS championship semifinal game will be tomorrow. The Black Bears of Maine will be out in Cheney, Washington to take on the Eastern Washington Eagles on the red turf and that's a game tomorrow airing at 2 Eastern on ESPN2. Now, from the FCS ranks, there's actually a bowl game that gets the whole bowl season started as the North Carolina A&T Aggies and the Alcorn State Braves are in the Celebration Bowl in Atlanta. And that starts things at 12 Eastern time tomorrow, the first so-called bowl game of the season. And then after that, you've got the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns and Tulane playing in the Auto Nation Cure Bowl. North Texas and Utah State play in the New Mexico Bowl. The Arizona State Sun Devils and Fresno State play in the Las Vegas Bowl tomorrow. Georgia Southern and Eastern Michigan are in the Raycom Media Camellia Bowl in Montgomery. And as we mentioned earlier, Middle Tennessee State and Appalachian State are in the New Orleans Bowl. And that'll be a game that kicks off at 9 Eastern, 8 New Orleans time on ESPN. And so we've got college football coming at you tomorrow in a big way. Thank you all for letting us tell you about them all from both the FCS and the FBS ranks. When we come back, we're going to have our Friday Rewind. We're going to go back to our conversation with Stephen Ushery. He is a book expert, a book aficionado from Memphis, and we went to Memphis to join him and have him tell us all about great reads for Christmas and something perhaps you could buy for yourself or a loved one. That's ahead. You don't want to miss it. Beautiful holiday song on the Y'all Show. Back with you. This is John Rawl. And on Fridays, we have our Friday Rewind. We go back in the archives of this week and pick out a really spectacular conversation that we had on the Y'all Show. And today's Friday Rewind, we go back just to yesterday on the program when Stephen Ussery joined us from WYPL FM 89.3, the info hub of the Mid-South. And Stephen hosts Book Talk on WYPL, and that show is actually syndicated across the country. And it's a show where he sits down with authors, and they discuss their new book and their career. It's a wonderful thing. Check it out. Go online. Check out Stephen Ushery. And you can, I think he's done over 600 author interviews to date. Well, we had a chance to interview Stephen, turn the table on him. And it was a great interview about books that are written right now by Southern authors and some great books perhaps for you to buy for yourself or a loved one as a stocking stuffer. So let's hear a little bit of that interview from Thursday right now on the Y'all Show. Grant Malloy-Smith is a popular uh, 
Americana artist, and he's originally from Florida, and he wrote a, a very, very fun kids' Christmas book called Fly, Possum, Fly, or The Year My Dad's Possums Really Saved Christmas. <laughs> and what's more what's more Southern than possums, I think? Uh, I can't think of anything else, but yeah, good idea there. And then uh, Lauren Long, he's a longtime Caldecott medal-winning uh, picture book artist and writer. He uh, did the illustrations for President Obama's picture book. He um, He's from Joplin, Missouri, originally, and got his degree at Lexington there in Kentucky. Lives up just right across the border in Cincinnati now, and he has a, a very fun book called There's a Hole in the Log at the Bottom of the Lake. It's, it's kind of a song, kind of like the old lady who swallowed the fly, and just wonderful, fun illustrations, and it's a good time. You know, pull out the ukulele and play along with them, and everyone will, will have a hoot with that book. All right. Now, moving on to the older kids, we got uh, Kate D. Camillo, who's just one of the most fabulous children's book authors that's uh, ever been in America. She wrote The Tale of Despero. She had a book a couple years ago set in Florida called Ramey Nightingale, and this is kind of a spinoff. And this one's called Louisiana's Way Home. And it's about this young girl who's just feeling alienated from her family. She's, I think, about 12 years old. And uh, Kate just writes, she's funny and heartbreaking. She's, again, the total package. Just about every emotion you can want is in this book. It's gotten praise from all over. And she you know, she might be uh, lined up for another award this year as well. Um, if you like series, there's a couple great series. Uh, one from North Carolina it's a writer named Sheila Turnage, and she has a series about um, these two kids, Mo and Dale, and they have a detective agency. It's the Desperado Detective Agency. And uh, the most recent one was called The Law of Finders Keepers. And the hook is Mo is the girl, and her real name is Moses, and that's because there was a hurricane 12 years earlier, and she washed into town on a billboard that had blown over, and she doesn't know who her parents are. And part of the the appeal of the series is that she's trying to track down her parents and find out who her parents are. And in this, this is the fourth and final book. She finally finds out what happened to her parents in that hurricane 12 years ago. And then we have down in Mississippi, Linda Williams Jackson, and she writes historical novels. And these are set in the fifties during the civil rights era. And the first book is a uh, midnight without a moon. And then the second one is a sky full of stars. And it really attacks, um, not attacks, but, Explores the racism of the time. The first book, the uh, Emmett Till murder, it plays a part of the book. And these are probably for your older kids, probably uh, 10, 11, 12 years old. And then another Mississippi set story is called Smack Dab in the Middle of Maybe. It's by Joe Watson Hackle. She lives over in South Carolina now. She's an attorney, but this is her first book. And it's about a young girl who is living with her aunt. And it's because uh, her father worked on an oil rig down in the Gulf and he's passed away and her mother is having some psychiatric difficulties. And so she's living with her aunt and she is convinced that her mother is going to come back to town on a certain date and she has to be a certain place in order to find her. And it's another one that's heartbreaking and funny in turn. And it's a a fabulous book. I mean, I actually shed a couple of tears when I was reading that one. Oh, wow. Fantastic stuff from Stephen Ushery of WYPL Memphis and the host of Book Talk. Again, if you want to hear our conversation in its entirety, simply go to yall.com, y'all.com, and you'll get the entire interview from Thursday's Y'all that Stephen and I enjoyed talking books, talking about Southern authors. It was just a very, very informative conversation, and, and please check it out, as well as all of our 
other y'all shows that are available in the y'all archives. Well, that wraps up hour one of today's show. When we come back in hour two, it'll be our final hour of the entire year 2018. And we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to start it off, of course, with David Lee Murphy's Party Crowd, as we traditionally do on Fridays. But then we're going to have some holiday tunes for you, including one from David Lee Murphy. We'll have that, and my favorite artist will be mixed in there, too. Also, in Hour 2, we're going to have Hashtag Huddle Blue, a special salute to those we've lost from the South in the year 2018. Man, we've lost way too many great Southerners, and we'll tell you who they are in Hour 2. And then we'll conclude things with a look at brand new movies, a look at Sunday's NFL action, and from Dixie with Love will be our swan song for the year. So hang on. We're going to have that right after the break on The Y'all Show with John Rawl. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Purpose and L works when you have a cold sore and works when you don't. If you haven't tried this for cold sores, you're missing out. Purpose and L penetrates deep to treat cold sores. It really works. I apply it as soon as I have one. Purpose and L also protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold with added SPF 30 protection. I use it in the winter and in the summer to help protect against flare-ups from sun damage. Purpose and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Use as directed. Gold Bond salutes all you fixers out there. Fixers of wobbly chairs, squeaky stairs, and drippy faucets. Folks who can fix just about anything, except dry cracked hands. Whoa, that's bad. Man. Say hello to Gold Bond Cracked Skin Cream. More than a lotion, it precisely fills, soothes, and protects rough cracked fingers and knuckles. 91% said cracked skin felt smoother in one day. Yep, feeling good. Gold Bond Cracked Skin Cream. Find it in First Aid at CVS. It's the Y'all Show, Friday Free For Y'all, Christmas edition with John Rawl, and this is David Lee Murphy to get things going. She couldn't keep from crying when she told me goodbye, but I knew the Lord it was breaking her heart, that she was breaking mine, so for the sake of her feelings and the sake of my pride, I told her not to worry about me. I'm sitting here soaking up the neon lights Misery looking for some company And tonight I'm looking for a party crowd Slamming the back and laughing out loud Where the smoke's so thick the blues can't hang around With the jukebox jumping like it just don't care If they're dancing over here or fighting over Looking for a party crowd It'll dawn on me tomorrow Wherever I wake up I'll look back and try to recall Just where the heck's my truck So take my keys and lock them up tight And let the good times flow I worry about tomorrow when it comes to light The night's still young And I'm 
Christmas and everybody's With hanging around. Jumping like it just don't care if they're dancing over here. I'm fighting over there, I'm making the rounds. Looking for a party crowd. It's Christmas, y'all. It's New Year's time, yes, y'all. Enjoy. I'm looking for a party crowd. Slamming them back and laughing out loud where the smoke's so big. The blues can't hang around. In the Yuletide season with David Lee Murphy. Just don't care if they're dancing over here are spreading Christmas cheer. We're glad that you're back here on the Y'all Show and we're singing along. Tis the season to have a little party crowd with DLM here on a Friday. It is a Friday. We wind the show down. We wind the year down on this all-Southern program. Well, normally in this spot on Fridays, we play the second David Lee Murphy tune. But guess what? It is Christmas time. It is the Yuletide. And in the spirit of Christmas, we've got a special David Lee Murphy song that we're going to play. It's actually a trio of singers. And it's David Lee Murphy joined by Robert Earl King. This is a song that he first made famous called Merry Christmas from the Family. And it has David Lee as well as Robert O'Keefe and the late, great Daryl Singletary. We lost Daryl earlier this year. He was, I think, 47 years old when he passed away suddenly. And if you stick around a little bit later this hour in our hashtag hullabaloo, we're going to have a special hashtag hullabaloo where we salute all of those Southerners that we've lost in 2018. And Daryl amongst dozens of great Southerners that have passed away this year. We'll give a tribute to those in our special tribute of the hashtag hullabaloo and that's coming up in the next segment of the y'all show but right now we continue with david lee murphy music with this christmas tune merry christmas from the family again with david lee murphy robert Earl Keane, and daryl single terry enjoy and then after this we've got a christmas present for me yeah i deserve a present on the show and i'm gonna get it so stick around enjoy some great holiday tunes mom got drunk and dad got drunk at a Christmas party We were drinking champagne punch And homemade eggnog Little sister brought a new boyfriend He was a Mexican We didn't know what to think of him Till he sang Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad <laughs> Brother Ken brought his kids with him The three from his first wife Lynn And the two identical twins From his second wife Mary Nell 
Of course he brought his new wife Kay Who talks all about AA Chain smoking while the stereo plays Noel, Noel, the first Noel There's a turkey turning ball game on Six margaritas when the eggnog's gone Send somebody to the quick pack store we need some ice and extension cores A can of bean dip and some diet rice A box of tampons and some Marlboro lights Hallelujah, everybody say cheese Merry Christmas from the family Murphy singing there alongside Robert Earl Keane and the late great Daryl Singletary who sang songs like I Let Her Lie and An Amen Kind of Love passed away earlier this year and we'll give him a another tribute coming up in our hashtag Hullabaloo tribute of all of our southern passages in the year 2018. So we hope you enjoyed that song, a very unique Christmas song for sure. Well, here on the Y'all Show, as we have our Friday Free for Y'all, our montage of great music to get you through, get you ready for the weekend. In all the months we've been doing the Y'all Show this year, I have yet to play my favorite singer. And we usually play country music songs here in this section of the show on Fridays. But I have yet to play my number one singer. 
And my number one singer is actually a honorary Southerner. He actually was born above the Mason-Dixon line, but he claims Kentucky is an ancestral home. He loves Kentucky Wildcat basketball, so we're going to give him a pass. He's lived in Nashville for decades and has been a hit maker. And I just have loved this guy since I first heard his music way back in the 80s. Steve Warner is who I'm talking about. Steve Warner is my number one guy. I will go to war and and lay down my life for Steve Warner music if need be. <laughs> well, Steve Warner's had numbers of hits. Uh, number ones all over the place back in the 80s and 90s. And just did a great job. Influenced so many people like Keith Urban, Garth Brooks. They all cite him as their favorite singer too. But he's my favorite singer, and I hope you maybe get to know him a little bit more about Steve Warner. It's W-A-R-I-N-E-R, Warner is his last name. And, man, he's had some awesome songs throughout his career, including The Weeknd and Some Fools Never Learn. And you had Where Did I Go Wrong, an awesome song back in 1989. When you got into the 90s, his biggest song actually was a duet with Anita Cochran called What If I Said, but he also is known for Holes in the Floor of Heaven. And more, just an awesome guy, member of the Grand Ole Opry, lives in the Williamson County area of Nashville, Steve Warner. Well, as my little gift to myself, if you don't mind, Steve Warner, this is a special holiday Christmas for, for, for the Warner family, but for Steve in particular. It's not because it's the most special holiday of the entire year. It just so happens Christmas Day is also Steve Warner's birthday. Steve was born on December 25th, 1954, and Steve Warner, in the spirit of Christmas, his middle name, and this is no joke, his name is Steve Noel Warner. Now, is that not perfect for right here in our tribute today of Steve Warner music? Well, Steve had two incredible Christmas-themed songs that I have enjoyed for decades, and we're going to wrap up our Friday Free for Y'all today with these two Christmas songs from Steve Warner played back-to-back. The first is Tennessee Christmas. It is a song co-written by Amy Grant, but I think Steve Warner has done the best job of singing Tennessee Christmas. You're going to enjoy it. And then, after that, we're going to have another awesome Christmas song from Steve Warner. He had a Christmas album back on MCA Records in the 80s, and this was a song from that that I enjoy hearing. I think he does the best rendition of Let It Snow, and we're going to play that. And sandwiched between the two, you're going to have a little intro from Steve Warner himself. (laughs) How about them apples? Steve Warner now, Tennessee Christmas. Merry Christmas, y'all. And here's my guy and our guy getting us in the holiday spirit, and these two songs will send us to break. Enjoy. Come on with the Give us a forecast snow. To hear the prayers of every childlike heart tonight. Rockies are calling, deeper snow falling. Somebody said it's four feet deep. It doesn't matter, give me the laughter. Another tender Tennessee Christmas Only Christmas for me Where the love circles around us Like the gifts around us 
Hi folks, this is Steve Warner wishing you and your family a Merry Christmas. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. It shows no signs of stopping. I brought some corn for popping And lights are turned way down low Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow When we finally kiss goodnight How I'll hate going out in the storm But if you really hold me tight All the way home I'll be warm The fire is slowly dying my dear, we're still goodbye. But as long as you love me so, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. 
Products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. When I have a cold sore, I want something that works. Purpose&L penetrates deep to treat your cold sore, and it's enriched with lysine, vitamins, and lemon balm for soothing relief. But even when I don't have a cold sore, I still want something that protects against a flare-up. Purpose&L protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold, including flare-ups from sun damage with its added SPF 30 protection. So it treats and protects. Works for me. And me too. Purpose&L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Use as directed. It's the Y'all Show on a Friday as we wind down the year, our final show of 2018. We hope you enjoy for the next few weeks here on the show. You might hear some encore episodes of our show from the last few weeks as we are off and getting our presents all bought and purchased and 
and wrapped and just enjoying Christmas with family and friends. And I hope you understand, but I bet you most of you will also kind of be in that same mindset over the next few days. So enjoy. We're not going anywhere. We're going to be broadcasting on radio stations as well as if you have a chance to hear our podcast, we'll still be available there. But you're going to hear encore episodes until we are back and going in early January with all new y'all shows for the year 2018. Our first show, by the way, is going to be January 7th of 2019, in case you're keeping score. On hashtag hullabaloo, you hear the music playing. We're going to do something just a little bit different here. This is our final show of the year. We're going to look back at our great Southerners that we've lost in the year 2018. And we've had a, a number of not only Southerners, but very famous people, even presidents that have died this year, former presidents, that is. But we want to salute our Southerners who we've lost, and many of those may be very special to you and your love of the South. And so let's start back in January. We lost broadcaster Keith Jackson. Oh, Nelly. Remember Keith Jackson always doing the college football games and was just a mainstay at ABC for a long, long time. He was the voice of ABC Sports college football coverage for decades. Uh, I think it was like from 1966 to 2006. What is that? nearly 40 years uh, that he was the voice of college football on ABC did a lot of those with Frank Broyles the former Arkansas head football coach and Keith Jackson we lost him back in January at the age of 89 a native of Georgia and I think he had spent most of his latter years if not decades living out west I think in the state of Washington is where Keith Jackson lived but oh Nelly Keith Jackson we lost him in January and missed that voice but certainly when you think of football, especially in the South in the early days, pre-college football playoff, Keith Jackson was the guy when it came to calling a college football game. Olivia Cole, an actress from Memphis, she played Matilda in the miniseries Roots, which was on TV back in 1977, and she won an Emmy. She died of a heart attack at the age of 75 back on January 19th. Roots, again, one of those... If you're going to have a greatest hits of what the South's about, and when it comes to television shows, Roots would be right there, right there with all of them. Now, I recently had to educate someone on North and South. Because of Roots' incredible success as a miniseries, you started seeing a bunch of miniseries debut back in that 70s and 80s time frame. And someone recently came up to me and said, hey, what do you know about the series North and South? And I said, well, actually quite a lot. I love that thing that came on. I believe I believe it came on ABC uh, back in that time period of the 80s. And, of course, it, it was an awesome miniseries about the Civil War. And do you know some of the people that were in that? Well, I actually do. I actually remember it well, North and South. And some of those... Stars went on to have incredible, incredible careers, including Kirstie Alley. I still can't stand her because of her role as Virgilia Hazard in North and South. David Carradine was in the series. You had Patrick Swayze was Ori Main, the Maine Southerner. I think he was from the Charleston area. And a, a woman I fell in love with, she played the role of Madeline in North and South. And I still think she's unbelievably beautiful and the perfect southern girl but she grew up in london england for whatever reason i'm talking about actress leslie ann down she played the main love interest of ori main in north and south but okay we're enough about north and south that's just an example of those 
miniseries that were big. But Olivia Cole, a native of Memphis, dying, and she was in Roots. She died back in January. In the month of February, we mentioned in the beginning of this hour, in our Friday Free For Y'all of Great Music, Daryl Singletary, country music singer who had Amen Kind of Love and I Let Her Lie back in the mid-90s, Georgia native. He died suddenly at the age of 46 of a blood clot. He had just performed just like two days before his death in South Louisiana at a concert. He came back home to Nashville and died, I think, in his sleep. Daryl Singletary, 46-year-old country music singer, dying earlier this year. It was a big deal when Billy Graham passed away in February at the age of 99. Of course, his minister and longtime TV Christian evangelist, the guy behind the Billy Graham Crusades, went on, which went from 1947 to 2005. And maybe the most important thing that he's known for is how he was a spiritual advisor to every United States president, going back to Harry Truman to Barack Obama. And President Trump would have also advised him if Graham had not been in such ill health in the last two to three years. He died at the age of 99 in the North Carolina area. I think he died in Boone, but he's buried at his library in Charlotte. I think I'm right on that. They had his funeral in Charlotte. I don't know where he's buried, actually, now that I think about it. But Billy Graham kind of lived in the western North Carolina area as well as in the Charlotte areas where he kind of got his thing going. Just off of Billy Graham Parkway in Charlotte. It's a, kind of a major thoroughfare through there, named after Billy Graham. But we lost Billy Graham, great Southern, great North Carolina native, at age 99 on February the 21st. In the month of March, a businessman from the South died. The one-time owner of the Miami Dolphins football team and the Florida Marlins baseball team, which won a couple of World Series, Wayne Hyzingo, an entrepreneur and a philanthropist. I think his money Originally came, his big money at least, came from Blockbuster. I believe the old movie rental place, Wayne Huizinga, was a major force in that company. He died at the age of 80 of cancer on March 22nd. Linda Brown, she is not a, she was not a Southerner, but I'm not so sure that she didn't have a biggest influence on the South as just about anything in the last half of the 20th century. Linda Brown was a young girl in Topeka, Kansas, when... She was the subject of a Supreme Court case which outlawed school segregation, a case you probably have never heard of called Brown versus Board of Education. And that was in 1954 when the Supreme Court ruled on that. And Linda Brown of Topeka died back in February at the age of 76. But again, maybe the most famous court case of the 20th century, maybe one of the, uh, certainly one of the most important of all time in American history. But Linda Brown Civil rights figure because of her role in the Supreme Court case dying at the age of 76 earlier this year. In the month of April, Yvonne Staples from the gospel group, the Staples Singers, who had the number one hit, Let's Do It Again, died at the age of 80 on April 15th. Another Kansan, an honorary Southerner, I give him this title because it's almost impossible to believe this guy is not was not from the South, but the roles that he played in Full Metal Jacket, where he played Gunnery Sergeant Hartman, R. Lee Ermey. He passed away back in March, and or April, rather. And golly, I love that guy. He died from complications from pneumonia at the age of 74, but had so many pivotal roles in so many films. R. Lee Ermey, and I remember him also hosting, I think, on the History Channel or A&E, a show in the last decade that was always 
a fun thing to tune in, but we lost him earlier this year. And what we call an honorary Southerner. This next guy was not born in the South, but he lived his last years in the South, both in New Orleans and his final years in Asheville, North Carolina. Actor Harry Anderson died. You may remember him as Judge Harry Stone on the TV show back in the 1980s on NBC, Night Court. It ran from 1984 to 1992. Funny, funny show. And Harry Anderson, we lost him in April at the age of 65. Also dying this year was the former First Lady, Barbara Bush, the First Lady, the wife of President George H.W. Bush, who served from 1989 to 1993. Of course, she was also the mother of President George W. Bush and other children. And Barbara Bush died at the age of 92 in April of congestive heart failure. And it's amazing that, of course, she died. And then in November, at the end of November, we lost her husband, President George H.W. Bush. But Barbara Bush, a lot of people may not realize that she was from a very, I would say, uppity family from up north. But when she was in her teenage years, she went to school at Ashley Hall in Charleston, South Carolina, a very highfalutin school for young girls. Girls only at Ashley Hall, or if you are in the Charleston area, you call it Trashley Hall. (laughs) Kind of a fun poke there at that all-girls boarding school. But Barbara Bush went there as a youngster. Right around the same time she met her, what would become her her husband, George H.W. Bush, right in the early days of World War II or just before World War II. But we lost her back on April 17th, former First Lady Barbara Bush. In the month of May, from the literary world, Tom Wolfe died. Of course, Tom Wolfe, I loved his style. He wore seersucker a good bit. He wrote the novel The Right Stuff, which debuted in 1979. He died from an infection at the age of 88 on 14 May. As we hit the summer, we had several passages. Louisiana musician DJ Fontana, a drummer who played drums for the Blue Mean Boys, and he also played for Elvis Presley from 1954 to 1968. He died at the age of 87. DJ Fontana on June 13th is when he passed away. Now, this guy lived in Washington, D.C. for most of his professional career. He was a native of the New York area. But, of course, a lot of people in the South enjoyed watching him, even though sometimes he got you really, really fired up on Fox News. But Charles Krauthammer died back on June 21st at the age of 68 from small intestine cancer. And, of course, he was a Pulitzer Prize-winning columnist for the Washington Post and was on Fox TV all the time with his commentary. You either loved him or hate him, but regardless, most people watch Charles Krauthammer, a guy who had been in a, a wheelchair for most of his life and just a, a really interesting take he always had on politics. I wouldn't say he was in President Donald Trump's fan club, but Charles Krauthammer lost on June 21st from cancer. The father of Michael Jackson and the Jackson family patriarch, Joe Jackson, he died on June 27th from pancreatic cancer. He was 89 years old, and he was, of course, the manager of the Jackson Five. Joe Jackson, although the family kind of based in northwest Indiana, Joe Jackson's hometown, Fountain Hill, Arkansas. Way to go, Fountain Hill, Arkansas. That's the ancestral home of the the famous Jacksons, including Michael Jackson. I I didn't realize that. And honestly, I don't know where Fountain Hill, Arkansas is. I know they got the Ozarks, which are mountains. I'm not sure about all the hills of Arkansas, but Fountain Hill is Joe Jackson's hometown, and we lost him back on June 27th. 
Another great singing connection to the South we lost in the month of August, Aretha Franklin died on August 16th, this Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee and an 18-time Grammy winner known as the Queen of Soul. Of course, her songs included R.S. Respect, R-E-S-P-E-C-T in 1967, Natural Woman also from that year, and the song Think from 1968. She also died of pancreatic cancer at the age of 76. We're seeing that more and more be the cause of death for so many people. A lot of young people, of course, get pancreatic cancer, and almost always there's no recovery from that. It's a, a sad, sad disease. But Aretha Franklin, who was from Memphis originally, before heading north, we lost her way too soon at 76, because I'm sure she was probably still capable of belting out a lot of songs that could have been singing for decades if the good Lord would have allowed her to. But yes, she did live a full life to 76, I guess, but we lost her a great singer. John McCain, although not a Southerner, one of these honorary Southerners, but a big loss to the country when he died on August 25th. Big loss because he's been such a figure of American politics for decades. Of course, ran for president in 2008 against Barack Obama. But he does have a Southern connection. His family, the McCain family, is from Carroll County, Mississippi. Carroll County is not far from Grenada. It's not far from Greenwood. It's kind of in North Mississippi, right on the edge of the Mississippi Delta. The McCain family goes back to the Civil War. John McCain's, I believe, great-grandfather was a Confederate colonel or general or something like that. And military service has been in the McCain family a long, long time. Of course, he was a Vietnam veteran and was captured in the war and spent years in the Hanoi Hilton. He was a U.S. senator from Arizona from 1987 until his death on August 25th. And he retired as a U.S. Navy captain in 1981. He entered service as a, a midshipman at the Naval Academy in 1958 called a maverick in the senate that was his nickname and he died of a brain tuber and glioblastoma is the medical term for what john mccain had when he passed away back in august remember his body went to washington dc and lied in repose at the capitol and there was a big fuss about the president and mccain at the time and the funeral and the proper honoring of john mccain's life but we lost him and there'll be a new senator representing Arizona. In September, we lost Richard DeVos, a businessman and philanthropist, and he was the co-founder of Amway and the owner of the Orlando Magic basketball team. He died at the age of 92 in September. And DeVos, who I didn't realize Amway had that connection to Florida. I remembered, I remember back in the early 90s is the first time I'd ever heard of Amway. Someone actually said, hey, if someone I worked with but didn't really know that well, say, hey, I'd like to buy you lunch sometime. I'm like, okay. It was, it was another guy, about five years older than me, I think. So we went to, of all places, Shoney's. And uh, it ended up being a pitch to be a Amway salesman. I did not take him up on the offer. But the founder of Amway would probably prefer that I have taken him up on the offer. Richard DeVos, dying September 6th. Now, this this was a big loss, another September 6th passage was Burt Reynolds, legendary actor, former Florida State football player back in the 50s. Of course, his movies included Deliverance, a Southern staple. That movie came out in 1972, filmed on the Georgia-South Carolina border. And another movie that was filmed in Georgia and maybe some other places in Dixie, 
Smokey and the Bandit and Smokey and the Bandit 2. Those movies coming out in 1977 and 1980, respectively. And, of course, Dolly Parton would be proud. One of his movies from 82, The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. And he died of a heart attack on September 6th. A legend. It was a big loss when we lost Burt Reynolds and his influence. You didn't really realize until after he was gone just how big of a deal Burt Reynolds he really was. And we're going to miss him. The native of Waycross, Georgia, lived in Florida most of his professional career. That's where his funeral was, where he's buried on the Atlantic coast of Florida. Burt Reynolds losing him this year. On the 1st of October, Peggy Sue Guerin died, and she was the inspiration for Buddy Holly's big 1957 hit, Peggy Sue. And later the song, Peggy Sue Got Married, and Peggy Sue Guerin died at the age of 78 in October. At the end of October, we lost a couple of musicians. The guy that brought us Polk Salad Annie in 1968, Tony Joe White, a native of Louisiana, also wrote Rainy Night in Georgia. He died of a heart attack at the age of 75. And then country music legend Freddie Hart, whose biggest hit was Easy Lovin' Song of the Year in 1971. He died of pneumonia on uh, at the age of 91 on the 27th of October. He was a native of Alabama. And then a native of Georgia, a singer-songwriter, Jimmy Farrar. And he was a lead singer for Molly Hatchet, the Southern Rock group which was in play from 1980 to 1982. He died of a heart attack at the age of 67 on October 29th. In November, the lead singer of the country music act, Dave and Sugar, which had a number one hit, The Doors Always Open, and another big hit, Tear Time. They He died, Dave Rowland, at the age of 74 of a stroke on November 1st. Donna Axum, who was the 1964 winner of Miss America. She was Miss Arkansas prior to being Miss America. And Donna Axum died of Parkinson's disease on the 4th of November at the age of 76. We lost country music singer and the host of Hee Haw, Roy Clark, back on November 15th. He hosted that show from 1969 to 1997. Died of complications of pneumonia in Tulsa, Oklahoma at the age of 85. Sadly, we lost a college football player at the end of November as Vanderbilt tied in and a native of Georgia, Turner Cockrell, 21 years old. He'd been battling melanoma for more than a year, and he died back on November 29th. And then right as we almost turned the calendar over to December, on November 30th, former president, the 41st president of the United States, George H.W. Bush, died in Houston, Texas, and, of course, he served as president from 1989 to 1993, and he was vice president under President Ronald Reagan. He was a congressman, and maybe the most important role he had from a public standpoint, he was in World War II. And that amazing footage of him being rescued on a submarine after his plane had been shot down, and he had lost two of his crewmates on that plane when it attacked a Japanese, I think, ship was how he got shot down. But he died at the age of 94, an amazing funeral, amazing tribute to George H.W. Bush the other day when his funeral was held both in Washington, D.C. and in Houston. He's buried on the campus of Texas A&M University in College Station, Texas. And those are just some of our passages from the South. And, of course, we lost a lot of other people along the way that are famous who were not necessarily Southerners. Just wanted to share some of those with you here on our hashtag, Color Blue, our tribute to the Southerners we lost here in the year 2020.
When we come back, we're going to wrap up the show. We're going to wrap up the year of 2018 as y'all going to look at some movies hitting theaters this weekend some that are coming out just before christmas we'll also look at action going on in the nfl this saturday and sunday oh yeah can't wait this is the y'all show thanks for listening and merry christmas and happy new year gold bond salutes all you fixers out there fixers of wobbly chairs squeaky stairs and drippy faucets folks who can fix just about anything except dry cracked hands whoa that's bad man say hello to gold bond crack skin cream more than a lotion it precisely fills soothes and protects rough cracked fingers and knuckles 91 percent said cracked skin felt smoother in one day yep feeling good gold bond crack skin cream find it at first aid at walgreens Ho, 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 this is the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern Accent, John Rawl. Our website, yall.com. Our phone number to call or text 24-7, even on Christmas Day. You can call us, and that's 803-816-1170 as we conclude our year of production of Y'all. And we really appreciate everybody for tuning us in throughout the year, bringing you a full two hours of Southern Talk each and every day. As we wind things down, let's look at movies coming out this weekend, as well as some coming up real soon, y'all. Of course, movies and Christmas kind of go hand in hand for a lot of folks. Opening this weekend, that's a big movie, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And Jake Johnson stars in this movie. It could be a a fun adventure comedy film for the family. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Deadpool 2 is opening up this weekend, and that stars Ryan Reynolds, Josh Brolin, and others, and a a very good action-adventure comedy movie coming out this weekend. Can't wait to see that one. But I'm more excited about this one because I love Clint Eastwood, and he not only stars in this movie, he directs The Mule. And this was filmed in Georgia. I know at one point they were filming in Augusta, Georgia, and Clint was spotted in a restaurant slash bar there by a local TV anchor who went and got a picture with Clint. Pretty cool story there. But uh, this is the role that he has. A 90-year-old horticulturalist and World War II veteran is caught transporting $3 million worth of cocaine through Michigan for a Mexican drug cartel. Now, that is not quite the role you'll see Clint Eastwood playing, but I can't wait to see it. It stars not only Clint, but Bradley Cooper is in this movie too. The Mule opening up this weekend. Mortal Engines is an action-adventure fantasy out this weekend, and that stars Robert Shaheen and others. If Bill Street Could Talk, a limited release out this weekend with Kiki Lane and Stephen James in starring roles in that movie. Also limited movies appearing this weekend, The Wedding and Capernaum, and those movies out this weekend. That's what's happening this weekend. Now, if you can just hang on a minute till a couple of days from now, Got some good movies hitting theaters. Aquaman, I've seen that promoted a lot. Amber Heard, William Defoe are in that movie. Bumblebee hits theaters on December 21st, starring Haley Steinfeld, Dylan O'Brien, and more. Directed by Travis Knight. Mary Poppins Returns. Emily Blunt, the main actress alongside Emily Mortimer, the two Emilys in this Rob Marshall-directed film, Mary Poppins Returns, coming out December 21st. Second Act. From Vanessa Hudgens, also Jennifer Lopez is the main star in second act of this comedy romance. 
Welcome to Marwin, a comedy drama coming out December 21st, and that should be a lot of fun. Diane Kruger, one of the stars of that. Cold War, a love story coming out at the uh, toward the end of the month, and that's got a, kind of an international feel to it, but that should be a, not, a, a, not a bad movie to see. Here's a movie that I'm looking forward to see. It's a documentary about World War I. It's in color with never-before-seen footage. They Shall Not Grow Old, coming out December 21st. Zero coming out soon. Also, Between Worlds comes out December 21st, a Nicolas Cage film. Then on December 28th, just after the big holiday, Holmes and Watson, Will Ferrell, John C. Riley. I don't have to explain that this is a comedy, but yes, that comes out just after Christmas. Vice, a Christian Bale, Amy Adams movie, hits theaters December 28th. Destroyer, Nicole Kidman stars in that one, The Nashville Resident. On the Basis of Sex, a biography comes out. It's the story of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Felicity Jones and Army Hammer are among the stars in that movie. And finally, another biography coming out about Laurel and Hardy, Stan and Ollie, John C. Riley. Yeah, the same John C. Riley that also has a movie coming out with Will Ferrer just after Christmas. He's going to be in this one that's a little bit more, instead of Holmes and Watson, John C. Riley's in this one called Stan and Ollie. And he's in that alongside Steve Coogan and Shirley Henderson. That'll be out December 28th. That's a look at new movies hitting theaters not only this weekend, but in the days around Christmas. Finally, NFL action. We've got some games on Saturday. We've got some games on Sunday. Saturday's games. Houston Texans are in MetLife Stadium to take on the New York Jets. Cleveland Browns, the resurgent Cleveland Browns, they'll be in Denver to take on the Broncos on a Saturday game. Then come Sunday, the Cardinals are at Atlanta. Detroit plays at Buffalo. The Packers try to keep winning. They'll be at a red-hot Chicago Bears. Soldier Field hosts that game. Oakland Raiders are going to be in Cincinnati. The Dallas Cowboys travel to Indy. The Miami Dolphins, maybe they'll have some magic this week, too. They're going to be playing the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. The Tennessee Titans will be at the New York Football Giants. The Redskins will be traveling down to Duval County to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tampa Bay Bucks are going to be playing the Baltimore Ravens. San Francisco hosts the Seattle Seahawks this weekend. Pittsburgh hosts the New England Patriots. The Los Angeles Rams and the Philadelphia Eagles get together for a little game at Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum on Sunday night football. Then on Monday, the New Orleans Saints and the Carolina Panthers will be having Monday night football from Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. And that's what's happening in the NFL this weekend, this 15th weekend of the NFL season. How about that? We were winding that particular sport down. Well, thank y'all. We have had a ball this year bringing y'all to you. We hope you enjoy your holiday season for both Christmas, New Year's, and anything else you've got planned. If you're going to be traveling, please be safe. Again, we'll be all back together in one big happy family come January 7th. It has been a great honor for me to be the host of the Y'all Show, Talk About the South. And we'll be right back here. Y'all.com is the website. We've got some awesome hats. If you're looking for a last-minute Christmas gift, go to y'all.com. Check out the Y'all hats. Learn more about the Y'all Show at y'all.com. We'll see you in January. Thank y'all. Love y'all. Be good, y'all. John Rawl signing off with, of course, our farewell song for the year and every Friday from Dixie with Love. Yes. Merry Christmas.